Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. That's right, we are the Scout Team MVPs, and we are back with another episode. Happy New Year, Rob. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, bud. New Year's was good. How was yours? Not too bad. You know, we're on episode five now of this podcast. I think we've been rolling right along. Lots of good action happening all the time. Just because it's the holiday season doesn't mean that sports take a break. Yep, definitely not. And I prefer it that way because that's what I look for in the holidays is pretty much just sports. (laughs) Sit around, eat Christmas cookies and, and, you know, watch football. Exactly. That's my that's my life goals right there. <laughs> well, that's right, everybody. We are the Scout Team MVPs. Two-man booth again for you this week. We are on episode five of your weekly sports talk podcast. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Scout Team MVPs. Also find us on our podcast profile at anchor.fm slash Scout Team MVPs and everywhere that you enjoy listening to your podcasts. We also have a website at Scout Team mvps.com episode five coming at you gonna talk a little nfl week 17 recap we had the last week of the regular season this past week playoffs are all set we'll get into the playoff picture as well coming up here shortly second topic of the week college football playoffs all those bowl games that are going on during this holiday season topic three with that nfl season ending we have lots and lots of coaches that are looking for a job We'll get into that shortly as well. Fourth segment, our honorable mentions of the week. And our last segment of this week will be our scouting for picks, where we are going to recap our week 17 picks and also talk a little bit about the playoffs, get some playoff picks in there. Rob, do you have any idea where you're going with those picks for those that first round of the playoffs this week? Um, I got a couple ideas, uh, nothing set in stone. Uh, as we get into it more, I'll probably make up my mind. Well, you know, as we'll talk about later, yeah, I'm, I, I've been calling three and over the last couple of weeks and as you'll see, somebody finally came through. Finally worked <laughs> out for you, bud. <laughs> That's right. But with that, everybody, we're going to take a short break and an ad from our new sponsor, Spread shop. Have you ever thought about selling your own custom merch? Things like t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, or even posters? You totally can with your own spread shop. Spread shop gives you everything you need to build your own brand with your own online store. Best of all, spread shop is 100% free to use. You'll never worry about any fees or monthly subscriptions. Just upload your own designs, make your products, start selling to your friends and fans, and let Spreadshop do the rest. This really does sound cool. Maybe we could use some merch for our own show. Would anyone want to see some merch from the Scout Team MVPs? Let us know and maybe we'll launch our own Spreadshop. Sounds like a smart way to support creators of all kinds. Check out what other creators are saying and launch your own free Spreadshop in minutes at Spreadshop.com slash sign up. That's Spreadshop.com slash sign up.
And we're back here on episode five of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Rob, what did you think of that ad? Spreadshop sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah, you know what, Chris? I've always wanted to have my own clothing line, especially with some custom logos. Uh, None better than the Scout Team MVPs logo. I think it'd be pretty sweet to get some Scout Team MVPs merchandise out there. Hopefully, some of our listeners would be interested in seeing that as well. Take a little poll maybe coming up here on our social media and uh, see if anybody wants some Scout Team MVPs merch. And I think Spreadshop is definitely the place to get that done. So jumping right into our Week 17 NFL recap here. Quite a few games, quite a few games that didn't quite matter for a lot of teams. A lot of teams sitting there most prominent players but we're going to do a rundown of all the different games here and go in depth into some of the more important ones starting off we had a falcons 34 32 victory over the buccaneers those two teams ended their season falcons 7 and 9 buccaneers 5 and 11 next game we had a bills 42 to 17 victory over the dolphins 6 and 10 bills on the season 7 and 9 dolphins bills quite the offensive output in that game uh, Ryan Tannehill for the Dolphins, 147 yards, two interceptions. Josh Allen for the Bills, 224 and three TDs through the air. He also rushed for nine attempts, 95 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Quite the day for the Bills. Good way to end the season for them. Panthers, 33-14 victory over the Saints. Saints set a lot of their players. Teddy Bridgewater getting the start for the Saints, throwing for 118 yards and one touchdown. Next game, we had a Cowboys close one, 36-35 victory over the New York Giants, bringing their record to 10-6 for the Cowboys and 5-11 and for the Giants ending their season. Rob, did you catch that Cowboys-Giants game at all? It was quite a close one there. Yeah, those those always tend to be exciting games. There's a lot of passion played in them, and you know they both had something to play for. New York's was pride, and Cowboys obviously keep their... Uh, keep their run going so yeah those are always good games division games and you know just always fun to watch got that right uh Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys did not play but on the Giants side of things Saquon Barkley nice way to end the season 17 attempts on the ground 109 yards and a touchdown Eli Manning 301 through the air in two touchdowns he did have one interception but Dak Prescott even without Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield throwing for 387 and four TDs on the week. Next game, we had a Patriots 38 to three victory over the four and 12 Jets. Patriots moving on into the playoffs there. Texans over the Jaguars 20 to three. Blake Bortles did start for the Jaguars in this matchup, but only threw for 107 yards. One interception to Sean Watson, 234 through the air. He did have 66 yards and a touchdown on the ground. DeAndre Hopkins, big week. 12 receptions, 147 yards. Next game we had, oh boy, Lions 31-0 over the Packers. Aaron Rodgers going out in the first half with an apparent concussion. Not that it mattered. Packers couldn't do much in that game. Rob, I'm sure you caught that game. I couldn't even watch the whole game. I turned it (laughs) off in the first half. Yeah, um, it was definitely something fun to watch for a Lions fan like me. But, you know, the game didn't mean anything really to either team. Maybe mainly just pride. So, you know, if the game would have meant a little more, I probably would have been more excited. But probably the highlight for me is Matt Prater. You know, he's he's used to kicking long field goals. He gets, has the record for that. And then he threw a touchdown pass. I think that's one more than Aaron Rodgers threw. So, <laughs> 
Yeah, and what a, what a game for Prater to throw that touchdown pass. And he had uh, former Colts punter <laughs> Pat McAfee calling his first oh, yeah. game uh, in the booth. And, I mean, he was the highlight of the game for me. I mean, uh, being a Packers fan and not seeing any points put up on the board, I needed something to, to root for. And I was rooting for Pat McAfee in the booth because his two counterparts, Robert mm-hmm. Smith and uh, their lead there were nothing to write home about. But again, Lions 31-0 victory over the Packers in their season finale. Lions finishing the season at 6-10, and Packers 6-9, and they do have that one tie on the year. Next game, we had a Chargers 23-9 victory over the Broncos. Chargers finishing their season 12-4, Broncos 6-10. and Phillip Rivers uh, definitely averaged a 176 and one touchdown through the air. He did also throw two interceptions. Case Keenum more. So yardage-wise, 292, one TD. He did throw an interception. Austin Eckler, eight attempts, 58 yards, and a touchdown on the ground for the Chargers. Uh, 23-9 victory for them. Next game, we had Rams putting up a bunch of points, 48 to 32 over the 49ers. Rams finishing the season 13 and 3, moving on to the playoffs. 49ers 4 and 12. Next game, we had a close one. Seahawks over the Cardinals 27-24. Cardinals giving the Seahawks everything they could handle. Did you catch that game at all, Rob? And if you did, give me a couple of your uh, highlights from that game. Yeah, so for some reason, division games just always play a little tougher. Cardinals really have nothing to play for. They'd benefit from a loss anyway. Seattle is just trying to trying to stay hot here. They face the Cowboys this week. But, you know, I mean, Josh Rosen, pretty boring game. David Johnson, pretty boring game. Just nothing happening on the Cardinals side to get it done. And see a very, versus a very strong Seahawks team with Russell Wilson playing really well and pretty much a running game holding their whole team up. Yeah, like you said, division games always, no matter what the records are for either team, they always seem to matter, always seem to be hard-nosed, you know, hard-fought games. Uh, Seahawks coming out with a close one, 27-24 victory over the Cardinals. Next game, we had a Eagles victory, 24-0 over the Redskins, getting the Eagles into a playoff game. Nick Foles leading them once again, Rob. Yeah, uh, as I was saying last week, I'm really high on Nick Foles, actually. Uh, he did get a little banged up, but they say he's going to play this week, so I, I like the Eagles' chances. Uh, uh, yeah, very good week by Nick Foles, and I think he's he's the guy. Definitely going to need him to step up once again this year if they want to potentially repeat as Super Bowl champions. Next game, we had a Ravens 26-24 victory over the Cleveland Browns. You know, this Browns team getting seven victories this season after not winning a single game last year. Quite the story. We've talked about it at length on previous episodes. And once again, Baker Mayfield having a pretty good day through the air, throwing for almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw three interceptions. But I think the real story here, Rob, is just how well the Ravens have played since Lamar Jackson has stepped in for Joe Flacco, leading them to the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean... The Ravens were kind of looking like they were going to be completely screwed for the playoffs. Like you said, they turned it around. The Browns, again, gave them all they could handle. Baker Mayfield, my guy, you know, had a good day. He threw three too many picks, as we like to say here in the booth. And, uh, you know, I bet if he wouldn't have thrown, you know, one or two of those, they probably would have came out with the win and I would have got the pick right. But uh, Baker didn't like me this week, so 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he had Lamar Jackson who wins, I believe, you know, the last pick in the first round of the NFL draft last year. Baker Mayfield going number one overall. Great matchup in that last week of the regular season. Definitely looking forward to the Browns in upcoming years. They have young team, very talented. Ravens kind of in that same same boat there. Lamar Jackson, hopefully it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward in these playoffs here. Next game, Chiefs 35-3 to over the Raiders. Chiefs finishing the regular season at 12 and 4, Raiders 4 and 12. Bears 24 to 10 victory over the Vikings and with an Eagles victory and a Vikings loss that knocked the Vikings out of playoff contention. Steelers did pick up a victory 16 to 13 over the Bengals, Colts 33, Titans 17. That's a big game for the Colts. Uh Marcus Mariota did not play Blaine Gabbert starting in place of him for the Titans. Andrew Luck, though, another big day, 285, three touchdowns through the air. Marlon Mack, 119 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Colts getting back into postseason play. Pretty cool for them. Great story for Andrew Luck, isn't it, Rob? Oh, yeah. I was super high on Andrew Luck when he came into the league. It sucked seeing him sit out that long and kind of progressively get worse and uh, you know, he's really turned it around. I'm happy for him. He's playing really well, and I think it's going to help in the playoffs here. You got that right. And speaking of the playoffs, we're going to do a rundown of who plays who in this first round coming up this weekend. Starting off in the AFC, we have first uh, first seed, Chiefs, and the second seed, Patriots, with that first round bye. AFC wildcard game, six seed, Colts at the three seed, Texans. And we have the Chargers, who are the five seed, at the Ravens, who are the four seed. Rob, let's start with that Colts-Texans game. Give me a few thoughts on that one and who you expect to come out on top. Well, Texans, in my opinion, have been a pretty middle-of-the-road team. I mean, obviously their passing game is pretty good with Watsons and Hopkins. I don't know. I, I just don't think their defense is doing enough to stop Andrew Luck, who's on fire right now. Obviously, Texans had a better record, but I think they had a, a pretty weak schedule because uh, the Colts, you know, they're 11th ranked in defense, 7th ranked in offense after a strong last half of the season. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good game. And we'll get your final pick in our last segment scouting for picks. But just want to get your few thoughts on that game right there. Next matchup, Chargers at the Ravens. Another good game hopefully like we talked about just a second ago Lamar Jackson as a rookie getting into the playoffs good for the Chargers though too they've seen the struggle in past years kind of sealing the deal but that should be a fun one to watch jumping over to the NFC we have the two teams with the first round buys number one seed New Orleans Saints second seed Rams getting that by six seed Eagles are playing at the third seed Chicago Bears in the NFC wildcard matchup should be fun to see if Nick Foles can continue this run in back-to-back seasons. And I really hope he can knock off the Bears. We'll get our picks, like I said, in that matchup later on. Five-seed Seattle Seahawks at the four-seed Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys back in the playoffs. Seahawks back in the playoffs. That should be a good matchup, Rob. I know uh, there's going to be lots of uh, America who are tuned into that one. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a really, really good game. It's going to be a, a really tough pick. Uh, there's a lot of things in there to dig into, and like you said, we'll do that in our 
in our pick segment. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun game to watch, and everyone's probably going to tune into that one. So after a long, long NFL regular season, even though it honestly it felt like it just started, but here we are already week one of the playoffs coming up this week. Fun time for all football fans. And uh, if your team's in it, congrats, Rob, me and you. Well, we just got to sit on our couch and, and wait for next year, know. bud. Wait for next year. Yeah, wait for next year. Hopefully uh, get a good couple guys in free agency or the draft and and go from there. But with that, Rob, that wraps up our first segment, and we will be right back to talk a little college football playoffs. And we're back here on episode five of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Chris McMillan, your host here, two-man booth again with Rob Guthrie. Rob, fun first segment like we talked about. You know, lots of good NFL games, lots of ones that didn't really matter because a lot of those players not playing. But where it really mattered was these college football playoffs and these bowl games. One last chance for a lot of these teams to showcase what they got one last game on the season. Did you tune into a lot of the bowl games, though? Yeah, I caught a few of them. Obviously, the big one we'll get into, the Wisconsin game. But, yeah, they're pretty exciting to watch, especially if you're a fan of the team. If you're not, you just kind of had them on as background noise. <laughs> yes, especially considering they're – I mean, just look at this. I, I don't even know how many bowls there are. It looks to me like about 30. But either way, we had lots of fun bowl game action, and we're going to do a quick rundown of all those bowl games and kind of – dive a little deeper into some of the more uh, prestigious ones, and that was four-team college football playoff like we talked about. But jumping right into it, uh, on this New Year's Day, we had a Iowa Outback Bowl victory over Mississippi State, 27-22. Citrus Bowl played in Orlando, Kentucky, coming out on top, 27-24 over Penn State. LSU ending UCF's unbeaten streak in the Fiesta Bowl. That game was played in Glendale, Arizona. LSU coming out on top 40-32. to 32. We also had a military bowl action on Monday, December 31st. Cincinnati coming out on top of Virginia Tech, 35-31. Stanford in the Sun Bowl, victory over Pittsburgh, 14-13. Red Box Bowl, that's big money right there, Rob. Red Box Bowl, Santa Clara, California. Oregon coming out on top, 7-6 to six <laughs> over Michigan State. That's a barn burner, that one. Uh, Liberty Bowl played in Memphis. Oklahoma State coming out on top of the Missouri Tigers. Finally. Big 12. Yeah, 38-33 Liberty Bowl victory there. Yeah, Mike Gundy haven't has, hasn't really had a strong, strong year in a while, and this is probably one of his best. Ends with a nice bowl game. Anytime you can beat a SEC team in a bowl game is always a good day. Uh, Holiday Bowl played in San Diego. Big 10 Northwestern, number 22 in the country, over number 17 Utah out of the Pac-12, 31-20. Gator Bowl played in Jacksonville, Florida, Texas A&M, 52-13 over NC State. Peach Bowl, Uh, Rob. Oh, yeah, baby. Here we go. Peach Bowl played in Atlanta on Saturday, December 29th. Florida, number 10 in the country out of the SEC, 41-15 over number 7 Michigan from the Big Ten. Rob, let's start there. Michigan what was that? 
Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, like I said a couple weeks ago, Florida is one of them hit or miss teams, and you got them on a big game, and Michigan just failed to impress me. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm trying not to bash them, but you you can't really not let 41 in a bowl game. I mean, it just, you, yeah. Can't happen. <laughs> yep, 41 points for Florida, only 15 for Michigan. Florida getting that Peach Bowl victory. Next matchup, we had a Belk Bowl game played in Charlotte, Virginia out of the ACC, 28-0 to zero over South Carolina. Arizona Bowl played in Tucson, Nevada, 16, Arkansas State, 13. Friday, December 28th action, we had Music City Bowl played in Nashville, Auburn, 63-14 to 14 over Purdue. I watched some of that game, and that was just brutal. Auburn scored like 50 points in the first half, and it was – over before it started for Purdue, not a good look for the Big Ten there. Yeah, that looked like a the first half looked like a basketball st- score. I thought I was watching men's basketball there for a minute. It was pretty unreal, and Auburn didn't let off that gas pedal. Uh, didn't really need to do much in that second half. Again, coming out on top, sixty-three to fourteen against Purdue. Camping World Bowl played in Orlando, Syracuse coming out on top, thirty-four to eighteen over West Virginia. Alamo Bowl played in San Antonio, Washington State 28, Iowa State 26. That was a close one. Good game there. Thursday, December 27th games, we had Independence Bowl, Duke 56 over Temple 27. Next, which is near and dear to our hearts, Rob, Pinstripe Bowl played in the Bronx, New York at Yankee Stadium, Wisconsin over Miami, 35-3. to three. Wisconsin should just play Miami every single year in bowl <laughs> games, and they'll never lose. Well, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, because I watched that game, and I, I said to one of my my uh, in-laws I was hanging out with, I was like, I'm pretty sure Jonathan Taylor has 200-some yards already. It was the first half. Uh, he They ran all over him, and their defense showed up big. I mean, it was a great win if you're a Wisconsin fan. You really watch that game not really mad about anything. Uh, it's probably one of the first times in a while you, you watch a game. If you're Wisconsin, you're not mad at all. Yeah, especially after that, you know, last week of the season against Minnesota, uh, playing for that Paul Bunyan's axe, losing it for the first time in 15, 15 years. You know, I really didn't have any sort of high hopes for this Wisconsin team coming into this pinstripe bowl against Miami. Uh, but they came to play. They created, I think, five turnovers. And they just jumped all over Miami early and didn't let off that gas pedal coming out on top 35-3. to three. Hey, Chris, uh, uh, before yep. we get off the topic of Jonathan Taylor, you know, a few weeks ago we said that he was our early running for next year's Heisman. This game kind of helps solidify that fact for me. Uh, so, again, here in the bowl games, Robert Guthrie is calling Jonathan Taylor your 2019 Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we uh, we should uh, do another, you know, kind of Heisman prediction coming up in the next couple episodes, just because of all these different bowl games and kind of who kind of solidified their self, especially if they're coming back to school next year. Jonathan Taylor for sure coming back to Wisconsin for at least one more season has to be early favorite for that Heisman Trophy. Can't wait to see what happens in 2019, especially after. A subpar performance for the Badgers team as a whole this season. Next game, we had Texas Bowl played in Houston. Baylor coming out on top 45-38 to over Vanderbilt. 
And Rob, we're going to actually, you know what? Cheese It Bowl played on Wednesday, mm-hmm. December 26th. Uh, Cheese It Bowl in Phoenix, TCU 10 to 7 over California. I just wanted to get that game in there because it's the Cheese It Bowl. Yeah, I got to love Cheese It's. Um, they're great. Uh, the bowl game, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for sure. But now the big two, Rob, we're going to touch on here. The four teams in that college football playoffs. We talked about it last week, but our first matchup in the Cotton Bowl played in Arlington, Texas at Jerry World. Clemson all over Notre Dame 30 to 3. Crazy. Yeah, I mean it wasn't even close really. Uh we kind of knew who was gonna win that one when we first kind of capped them a little bit. Obviously, I don't like Notre Dame for a few reasons. Um Clemson, just a very good overall team, and they just kind of took it to them. Yep, that game, you know, wasn't really much to see there. Got to be, if you're a Notre Dame fan, that's got to be hard to watch. I mean, going back to that national championship game against Alabama a few years ago, putting on the bad performance like they did then, kind of following it up in this one, this was kind of their redemption tour here, and they laid almost an egg, only scoring three points, losing 30-3 to to Clemson. But our next matchup, Rob, a little bit better of a game. Thought it was going to be... Another blowout, but Alabama on top of Oklahoma, 45-34 to 34 in the Orange Bowl, that other semifinal game. Thoughts on that matchup? Again, kind of you expected it a little bit out of Alabama just because of how good they really are. But, uh, I mean, D- Oklahoma definitely put up a contest. It really it was a pretty close game there. Um, it could have went either way for a while, but... Uh, Tua Tagadugadugala, uh, you know, brought him through. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tua Tagavailoa. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Uh, such a good season for him. You know, Heisman Trophy runner-up with Tua there playing against the Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray. Crazy to see these two teams. It turned into a kind of a high-scoring affair, as you can see there. But Alabama coming out on top once again, and now we have another showdown with Alabama and Clemson in the national championship game. That game coming up on Monday, January 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern time should be uh, probably another good game. What do you think, Rob? Oh, yeah. Um, do you want my prediction yeah, let's here, hear bud? It. Yeah. I'm definitely going to say Alabama goes down. They definitely show that they can be beaten. Is Oklahoma a good team? Um, but Clemson, I think, is better than Oklahoma even. So, you know. It's going to be a close one, and I definitely think – actually, not think. I know for 100,000% that Clemson will come away BCS oh, man. It's so hard to to go there. I mean, I know what's <laughs> happened in the past, but, you know, um, Deshaun Watson isn't sitting up for the Clemson Tigers this season. But, yeah, I mean, overall it should be hopefully a really good game. We need a – it's always better when it's a, a close – game in that national championship. I still think, you know, it's Alabama's got to be favored in this one over Clemson and I'm going to I'm going to stick with with the Tide Alabama over Clemson in the national championship. That's my prediction. Yeah, you know me, Chris. I like to live on the edge a little and that's where my picks come from, the edge. We shall see come next episode what became of that game, Rob. But with that, we are going to take a short break and when we come back, we'll jump into segment number three. (music) 
Coming right back at you here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode five, here with Rob Guthrie. As always, I am your host, Chris McMillan. NFL coaches getting fired. It's that time of year, Rob. Not only is it the holiday season, it's time for people to get fired. Yep. Just the best time of the year around the holidays and people lose their jobs. <laughs> Seems kind of harsh, but it's kind of the reality. If you're an NFL head coach, have to kind of see that coming. If you're one of those teams that aren't performing very well, and we have a list of eight different teams that are looking for a head coach. And we're going to start in the AFC, Rob, and we're going to go back and talk about Hugh Jackson being fired earlier this season, Greg Williams, their interim head coach now seems to be like a pretty good candidate to get that full-time head coaching position because the way that Browns team finished up. These are so hard to to predict and because they just don't talk about them openly, the teams. So I mean, I guess we'll see. I don't really see anyone not wanting to come to the Browns because of how young and talented they are. Uh, coming off a really strong season, firing their coach. I think, you know, that's a very entertaining offer for anybody. Yeah, and especially Greg Williams, you know, defensive coordinator there for the Browns, stepping in to be the interim head coach after Hugh Jackson was fired. Took that Browns team, you know, from zero wins last year and a rookie QB this year, rookie running back, getting seven victories on the season. Quite remarkable. Got to think his name going to be high on that list uh, for that permanent head coaching position. A couple other guys out there they've talked about potentially – getting that job or having interviews, uh, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Uh, and, <laughs> and also with the, a lot of the green Bay connections uh, with their GM there in Cleveland, Mike McCarthy also probably going to be getting a lot of consideration as well. Any thoughts, Rob, on who might be the next Browns head coach? Um, Honestly, I think with how well they did under Greg Williams, while he had him, um, I, I think that's got to be your first option just because it's the least amount of change right now. And, you know, you're looking to kind of carry that that late season success over to next year. I think Greg Williams is okay. Long term, maybe not. But for the time being, till I get that, that big, big guy, uh, I think it would be a fine option. Yeah, lots of talent in Cleveland, like we've touched on many times in previous episodes going to be awesome to see and interesting to see for sure who is going to be the next head coach there for the Cleveland Browns staying in the AFC Todd Bowles fired with the Jets after you know a lot of subpar seasons here in recent years and having I know they had a rookie quarterback I know that they've been in kind of in rebuild mode but um, probably time for him to go and maybe it's you know somebody uh, along those you know, young, younger lines there for the Jets to step in with that rookie QB. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. The Jets problems, I think, are higher than the head coach. So I don't think anyone could come in and change it unless they gave them total full control and the the upper management kind of backed off the whole program a little could bit. Could you see somebody like a Mike McCarthy, you know, kind of being well known as uh grooming quarterbacks in the past, uh, stepping in there and kind of grooming uh, Sam Darnold with the Jets there. He might seem like a pretty good fit. What do you think? Yeah, for, for that for that reason, I could see it. But all around, the Jets are a total disaster. So, I mean, Mike McCarthy came into a, a Packers team that was kind of fairly successful. Definitely not 4-12, and that's for sure. 
you know, a little more success when he went to the Packers and uh, going to a team that's bad every single year. Um, just, I don't, especially when he's got offers from other teams that, you know, probably are more entertaining. I, I just yeah, don't I could see definitely, that one happening. If it, was, if it was me and if I was Mike McCarthy, I would definitely highly consider that Cleveland Browns job over the New York Jets any day of the week. Uh, another AFC job opening, Vance Joseph with the Denver Broncos was fired one year basically after almost firing him last year. Broncos finally decided to pull the trigger and go in a different direction. John Elway, their GM there. Going to be interesting to see. Going to probably be a lot of interest from a lot of different people for this job. Probably highly one of those highly coveted positions, I would think. Yeah, you're probably going to get someone uh, fairly young, millennial type, who you know enjoys the the reef <laughs> a little bit uh, to move out to Denver. Very possible. Um, I, I'm thinking about you know, I'm thinking about applying for one of these AFC jobs. It seems like they turn them over every year. And I mean, if you let my dumbass get in there and coach a team i'll yeah, probably I mean, take even, a, even though we're too. a family friendly show here i think your your use of language there was definitely probably necessary <laughs> it's crazy like they're i know it's the nfl and i know it's the best of the best but man it just seems like some of these teams get rid of a lot of these guys i mean if they're in there one or two years like they don't even have a chance to build anything and if they're not winning they're they're out of there crazy oh yeah Cincinnati Bengals finally finally it seems like forever Marvin Lewis is saying you know there's he's stepping down there but he's been there forever Rob and I feel like over the last 10 years we've been talking about Marvin Lewis potentially being fired or you know stepping down yeah and his overall record isn't terribly poor but uh, he still hasn't won a playoff game 0-7 0-7 in the playoffs with Cincinnati, and that's probably where your firing comes from. Um, of course, they got to make it to the playoffs first, but you know he's done. He's done well there. Um, 131, 122, and three ties. To be there that long, you'd think he'd have a little bit more success. Like you talked about, he did make the playoffs uh, seven different times, but not winning a single playoff game is definitely not going to help. Jaguars. We got on this list here, but they, they've been on the hot seat, a lot of those coaches, but actually they're going to be sticking around. Doug Marone um, as their head coach, not getting fired. Could have been one of those that, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen. Jaguars not having a good season this year after making the AFC championship game last year. But we did have a firing in Florida, and that was Adam Gase with the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was kind of coming, I think. Um, Dolphins have been kind of up and down, and again, that, Kind of like the the Browns have a lot of young talent, decent quarterback. They should be doing better than what they've been doing, and uh, they should be at least making the playoffs. And obviously, you know, I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm not a fan of Adam Gase and his style of coaching. So they need to find someone maybe that fits a little better. Despite your opinion, I mean, it's, he's going to have a lot of interest um, from many different teams. I know he's got a lot of different interviews already set up. Um, going to be interesting to see where he lands next. Uh, jumping over to the NFC, Rob, obviously we've talked at length about Mike McCarthy and the Packers uh, letting him go earlier this season. Joe Philbin, the interim head coach, stepping in over the last month, not quite getting it done either. They have interviewed a couple of coaches who didn't have coaching positions this year, Jim Caldwell, Chuck Pagano, a couple of former Colts coaches there. Got to think that the Packers job is you know pretty highly coveted having a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, but they're going to need somebody definitely that works well with him, somebody that 
uh, meshes well for sure. What do you think? Yeah, um, I don't know. The Packers could go multiple ways with it. I don't want to see him go the Jim Caldwell route. The Lions tried that, and he just plays way too conservative style of football for it to really make a difference. Chuck Pagano, not really my cup of tea. You know, uh, I'm thinking more of the lines. You know, someone you haven't really heard a ton in the in the news. Someone maybe in that realm. People have been throwing out Josh McDaniels. I don't think you really want to go that way either. He's when he coached the the Broncos in 2009 and 2010. He went eight and eight and oh nine and three and nine in 2010. Um, so not great. And then he's been a Offensive coordinator for one of the best teams. And Packers, big job ahead of them, getting somebody in there that's going to be the right fit. Uh, next on our list, Rob, Cardinals firing Steve Wilkes after just one season. I know you probably have a few thoughts on that one. Yeah, so I, I may have touched on it a little bit in previous episodes, but I really do like Bruce Arians. I actually think um, he'd be a great coach for the Packers if they can get him to do it. But yeah, he the way he turned that team around and the way Steve Wilkes came in and destroyed it in one year is kind of phenomenal. So uh, obviously I got to let Steve Wilkes go and maybe uh, see if they can get Bruce Arians back. <laughs> yeah, they struggled this season, but they're going to have you know um, really high pick next year and they have a rookie QB who's probably only going to get better going forward. Uh, Adam Gase, who was, you know, like over the Dolphins, probably a potential candidate there. A um, couple other people definitely going to be interested in that position. Uh, but next on our list, Buccaneers firing their head coach, Dirk Cutter. Uh, seemed to work well with their quarterback, Jameis Winston, but just not getting the job done wins-wise. Uh, he lasted three seasons in Tampa Bay, and they have some – they need to go in a different direction now. Yeah, and it's kind of like the – the Browns and the Dolphins, you get all these young guys in and you expect your team to eventually grow and get better. I think you're starting to see that out of the Browns. The Dolphins haven't really done much. And the Buccaneers, I feel like with Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, they have a few good running backs that are fairly young. I, f- I feel like they should be, be in a better overall position than they are now. So, I mean, I, you're just going to see keep seeing coach turn around with these teams with a lot of young talent who get pick and pick after a year. I mean, it's a tough call, but uh, I don't know. I don't know who you'd put there. Um, I don't know who would uh, like to go to the worst weathered Tampa Bay. I would imagine that that's going to be a pretty exciting job for any coach that's looking for one. Yeah, and you know they have lots of question marks at the quarterback position with Jameis Winston. Um, you know, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? And if he doesn't come back to that team, being a free agent this season, uh, who their quarterback is going to be? They do have a top wide receiver, like you said, in Mike Evans. But very interesting to see who gets that Tampa Bay job, along with all these other teams that are looking for coaches. Eight in total, and over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure a lot of these. Spots will be filled. Probably that coaching carousel. Some of these coaches that were fired will end up on different teams as their head coach. So kind of the way it works in the NFL. And we here at Scotty MVP's podcast will keep on top of all the different action and, of course, keep you updated in future episodes. With that, that ends our third segment. And coming right back with our honorable mentions of the week.
Jumping right into our fourth segment on this fifth episode of Scout Team MVPs podcast. Rob, it's our honorable mentions of the week segment, and we are going to start off with the UFC, and I'm going to throw it to you, and I'm going to have you run down UFC 232. So UFC 232, big for a few reasons. Uh, Big women's featherweight bout, and obviously the return of John Jones. Um, They actually had to move. 232 from Vegas to LA because of John Jones and his violations in the past. He fought Alexander Gustafsson for the second time. Uh, this time he didn't he didn't let it go to decision like last. He knocked him out in the second or the third round. I'm sorry. Uh, so big win for John Jones in his return. Uh, Chris Cyborg, huge huge player in the women's featherweight division, fought Amanda Nunez. And, and got beat, actually, by Amanda Nunez in the first round uh, by, a, by a knockout. <laughs> Happened pretty fast. Uh, so if you're Amanda Nunez, you're on top of the world right now. Yeah, a couple of big fights for sure at UFC 232. Like you said, John Jones coming back, getting a big victory. Kind of crazy how the UFC works and just how you know he's not able to fight in Vegas. Got to move that fight to LA, but he's their biggest star, yeah, Rob. Okay. I think, and you got to get him on the card if you can. And-, and and that's that's the problem they face with with someone like John Jones. He's so naturally gifted at the at the sport that he could literally do anything wrong over and over and over, short of going to prison. And they will try to get him on a card. They will fight in China if they have to to get him on a card with someone. Uh, he's just that entertaining to watch. I watched it. He's just he's fabulous. I love him. Um I obviously don't agree with his his life choices, but that's not my job to judge. I just watch him beat people up. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys, you know, it kind of that thing where if you got talents, they're going to find a way to make it happen. And they definitely have with John Jones. Good first honorable mention, Rob, but our second honorable mention of the week is lovely for us here in Wisconsin. We're talking some NBA, and we have a Milwaukee Bucks team, Rob, that is first in the Eastern Conference. First but also, place. But also has the best record, win percentage-wise, in the entire NBA, and also <laughs> number one in the NBA power rankings. Milwaukee Bucks, let's go. Yes, this is very big. Right now I'm calling it... Um, 2018 NBA champions sweeping the finals, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I just just want to win a playoff series. (laughs) They're just so fun to watch, Chris. I mean, Giannis leads every category for the Bucks, but, you know, Brogdon is doing what he did last year. He's averaging 15 points a game. Huge. Uh, What really actually is surprising and probably helping him out the most is last year they failed to have a really big guy down low to kind of help shoulder the the load down there. And, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez is doing it. He's averaging 12 a game. Not really a rebounder, but defensively he's really good as well. He's leading the team in blocks. So they kind of have all the pieces to get there, Chris. I just don't know if they can withstand the seven-game series that the NBA has. Yeah, I think like we've talked about in previous episodes, if it's going to be any season, it's got to be this one. They have so many 
talented players on that roster. I mean, Eric Bledsoe at point guard, even those role players like the Pat Connaughton's um, and that their first round pick this year, Dante DiVincenzo, yeah. even guys like that have been producing for them. And that's when you know things are working right. out right. And that's why you are number one in the NBA as it stands right now. Yeah. And Ursan Ilyasova, we get him back. Uh, familiar face for us. Kind of frustrating player, you know, has a high ceiling, but just never really produced as much as he should have. He's even you know, coming in, being that six-man kind of role and, you know, averaging five rebounds a game with, with seven and a half points per game. So he's kind of he's kind of just doing enough just to get that six-man role. And, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, they got all the pieces, enough depth rotationally that they could, they could really make a run at it. Definitely exciting times here in Wisconsin and as a Milwaukee Bucks fan, we don't get many exciting times when it comes to basketball in this state. So we're going to take everything we can get. And right now it is pretty darn good as our second honorable mention of the week. And our third one, Rob here, our third honorable mention of the week, you know, gotta, gotta toot our own horn sometimes. Right. And we're going to, we're going to talk about the scout team MVPs and our Facebook page. Just going over 100 likes for our page, Rob, sitting at 106 total at the time of this recording. Kind of crazy. You know, we just wanted to talk about sports, and some people seem to actually enjoy listening to us. We enjoy it. Hopefully, our listeners enjoy it. I know that you would definitely enjoy it, right, Rob? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, talking talking sports with my friends is, you know, we do it every week, and, uh, you know, it's a blessing to be able to record it and share it with some people who want to listen. Um, you know, we're on this train. We don't care who's on it, and we don't care who's in front of it. We are not stopping. We are going to get 200 likes, so help me get. Ooh, yeah. Look at a little, got a little goal. I mean, yeah, I thought, <laughs> you know, I was hoping for like 20, like total, just because we didn't, yeah. we weren't expecting anything from this. We just wanted to talk sports and um, figured might as well start a podcast and, Seems that, you know, like I said, a couple people actually enjoy mm-hmm. listening to us and we will do the best that we possibly can to make this weekly podcast the best that we possibly can. You know, uh, we only know what we know, but we think uh, we know quite a bit. And um, we <laughs> that was, Chris, that was the most convoluted way to to puff my head up. But well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> this is our podcast, right? We can we can say we that's want. true. We can. But again, yes, Scout Team MVP is going over 100 likes on Facebook. If you haven't liked us already, get out there. Everybody's doing it. All the cool kids. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) With that, Rob, that's our third and final honorable mention of the week. And we will be right back shortly with our fifth segment and scouting for picks. Back here on episode five of the Scout Team MVPs podcast, fifth segment on this episode, scouting for picks, Rob, and your boy was 3-0. Finally, I did it. I am going to win this segment forever. Yeah, Shane went 3-0 too, though. Um, Who cares? <laughs> this is about me. This is about me this now. This is about you. Um, yeah, yeah. I went two and one, so that's not all that bad considering I'm already in the lead. So, um, <laughs> you know. Yes, 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 yes. I just had to, uh, finally, I had a good week in this segment and I have to talk about it. And those picks, Rob, that first matchup we had 
uh, Eagles at Redskins. We all picked the Eagles and we were all correct in that one. Next, we had Browns at Ravens. You picked the Browns, Rob, and the Ravens came out on top in By that one. By two points. Yeah, well, wins a win. One point, two points, three points, whatever. I mean, uh, it was very close to being 3-0 and for me. So Very close, very close, but no cigar for you. And last but not least, Colts at Titans. We all picked the Colts, and we were all correct, Rob. So, yes, Shane and I were 3-0 on the week. You were 2-1. and Our overall scouting for picks standings sit. Now you are in first at 7-5. and Shane is 6-3. and He did miss that one week. He's missing again. Uh, this week I am in last place five, <laughs> and five, five and seven, but Hey, I needed those three wins just to get me back to two games under 500 for the yeah. year. This is a big but, week for you. I'm not going to lie. I think actually you huge. picked the games because they were so easy to pick you. We all got at least two of them, right? I think you did that on purpose. I think it was stacked. And I'm going to call for some sort of investigation into the scout team MVP's selection procedure. Oh, I might be in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously, the Redskins were always going to lose that game. The the Titans-Colts was a a close one. Um, And if you're smart like you two, you pick the Ravens. I went out on a limb, sort of picked the Browns. But yeah, pretty easy picks, Chris. Try again. Well, we have a supersized scout team MVPs uh, scouting for picks segment this week, Rob. We have all these playoff games in action. We have four different games. Uh, so we're actually going to be picking four games this week compared to our usual three. If I go 4-0, and oh, watch out, baby. Here I come. Chris, but, this just means you're going to go 0-4, right? I know, that's just one more game for me to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well let's talk about it rob in that first matchup we have the six seed colts at the third seed texans who do you got in that matchup and why buddy so the texans obviously have a better record but i touched on it a little bit i think they had a little bit of a weak schedule numbers wise it's not really even close texans are 12th ranked defense 15th offense colts are seventh ranked offense and 11th ranked defense with Andrew Luck, who has been on fire lately. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Probably may, maybe a little bit of an upset, but I'm I'm hoping Andrew Luck takes me to the promised land. He just might, but he's not because I'm going to go with the Texans. And playing at home, I think that atmosphere, playoff time, Deshaun Watson, time for him to step up, get it done. Colts definitely playing well this year, but I need these Texans to get me a victory. So I'm going to go Texans. You're going Colts in that one. Our next playoff matchup, Rob, we have Chargers at the Ravens. Chargers are the five seed. Ravens are the four seed. Could probably say this one could go any different direction, but which which direction are you going in? So they're both good run teams. Phillip Rivers is kind of iffy in the air most games. I I did pick the Chargers over the the Chiefs of all teams uh, a few weeks ago, but I'm I'm not gonna stick with them here. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Um, Ravens better offense, uh, number one ranked defense, really good defense, and it just seems like whoever they plug in at running back and can get a hundred yards. And with Flacco playing a little better, or um, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson playing playing pretty well and using his legs well, I think they're going to come away with the win. 
Yeah, I think this matchup, you know, seems kind of tailor-made for the Ravens here. Chargers playing on the road. Going to be a good matchup here, but I think I'm going to go Ravens as well uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you mentioned. That defense that they have is pretty unreal. Lamar Jackson, yes, he is a rookie, but he is not playing like one. I think he leads his team to victory in that matchup. Next game, here we go, Rob. We have Eagles at the Bears in the NFC wildcard action. Eagles are the sixth seed. Bears are the three seed. Who you got? So this one kind of is going to be a good a good game to watch. The Bears, obviously, one of the best defenses in the NFL. They're the best in allowing the fewest points per game. The Eagles aren't like a super high-scoring team. Uh, they got Nick Foles, who might be a little banged up when he plays. But I think Mitch Trubisky, if he can have a solid game, the Bears will win this one fairly easy. So you got Bears? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, hard not to pick the Bears in this one, especially playing at home in Chicago. I think, you know, the Eagles have had a pretty pretty good run here lately, and obviously Nick Foles trying to do it in back-to-back seasons, but I think their run stops in this first round of the playoffs um, against Chicago. I have to go Bears as well. They're just they're just too tough, playing too well right now. Uh, defense is pretty unbelievable, and a lot of got a backup in there. I know he's played well for him in the past, but I think the Bears get get it done. Next one, Rob, and our last matchup of the week, we have the five seed Seahawks at the four seed Cowboys. We touched on it earlier. Very popular game coming up this weekend. Who do you got in this one? So they both have very good running offenses. Uh, It's going to come down to defense, really, I think, in this one. Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott are are fairly similar quarterback styles. Obviously, Russell Wilson being the way better option. But just their play style is very similar. So I think it's going to come down to defense, and the Cowboys are the top 10 defense in the league. So, And they have the the, the best, uh, fifth best rush defense in the NFL. So... I'm definitely going to have have them stopping Chris Carson and whoever Seattle tries to throw at him. That's a decent pick, but I mean, it seems like Russell Wilson and these and these Seahawks find a way in these big time games to get it done. No matter, you know, how good their team is. I mean, they're 10 and 6 this year. They've had a pretty decent year, but that ground game that they have is pretty unreal and hitting um Tyler Lockett over the top for for that passing game. Always dangerous. Russell Wilson at quarterback can throw. He can run. He can do pretty much everything. Oh, man, I don't want to, but I think I'm going to have to take the Seahawks in this one, Rob. Yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible pick, Chris. It, I Honestly, just looking at the matchup as is, it's it's going to be a very close pick. But like I said, I'm for me, I'm just going down to defense. You're just relying on Russell Wilson and the run game. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be an absolutely phenomenal game, I would assume, to watch. So everyone probably watch that one. Yes, sir. We have lots of good games in this NFL wild card weekend. We picked them all for you here on episode number five of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Hopefully I can keep up my little mini streak I'm on here, Rob. But with that, we're going to take a short break and come on back to wrap it up for the week.
Welcome back to episode five of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. We are your weekly sports talk podcast. Find us on Facebook, Twitter at Scout Team MVPs podcast profile, anchor.fm slash Scout Team MVPs. Hit that support this podcast button when you get to our podcast profile. If you like what you hear from us, help sustain this podcast. We are online at www.scoutteammvps.com. Rob, quite the episode this week. Always fun to get together and talk sports. We talked, you know, NFL, college football. We had quite a lot of stuff going on this week. NFL playoffs coming up. Uh, some of our honorable mentions of the week, UFC, NBA, our Facebook page getting over 100 likes now finally. What a fun week. Yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, good New Year so far. Recording uh first episode of the new year. It's going to be an exciting week. Uh, NFL is going to be crazy. The Bucks do have Toronto coming up, so see if they can hold them off for another game. Yeah, just excited for all the things that are about to happen. Hopefully, um, starting this new year, 2019, we don't go the way that a lot of these NFL coaches did recently. Like we talked about, eight different NFL head coaches getting fired. Let's hope, Rob, that we are not one of those people to join them on the uh, unemployment line. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I'm actually starting a new job hey. this hey, year, yo. so I'd love to see him try to kick me out of that place. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm the captain now. Yeah, I'm the captain now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, awesome time. Fun doing business with you today, Rob. Uh, Anything else before we uh, wrap it up for this week and uh, talk next week? No, I just kind of want to make sure we touch base and just kind of get a feel for where you guys are at with the whole merchandise thing. And if you guys want to hear something in particular on the podcast, feel free to send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or our website and uh, just give us a holler and we'll uh, we'll look at them. Uh, when it comes to the merch, yeah, just just kind of we'll take a poll here shortly to see where you guys are at with that and uh, have a happy new year, everyone. Yes, lots of fun things going on, lots of different uh, merchandise ideas that we've been kicking around, but uh, we, you know, we'll only make it if you guys want to see it. But we want to gauge your opinions there. Like Rob said, you can reach out to us if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want us to talk about on an upcoming show. Feel free to reach out. Our goal in 2019 is to get a few guests on this show, prominent guests, to kind of break down what they see there in the trenches every single week. Maybe get a couple of different players on. Rob, somebody, somebody cool that we have maybe some ties to. Um, definitely kind of kick this show up a notch in this new year. And it should be very fun and exciting. With that, that is the end of our fifth episode. And we hope to hear you you guys come back and see you guys next week on episode six of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Just a reminder, we are coming at you every Wednesday with new episodes. Subscribe, listen, and never miss an episode. Have a good week, Rob. Thanks, bud. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.